Hey Bubblies, welcome to a mini bubble of this little old podcast, My Streaming Bubble. I'm your host, Jen, and today the only one being tolerated is me by you. Now, I've always found myself to be very critical of series finales. How the show wraps up and what it gives its fans in its final moments, it needs to be worth it. It needs to have felt good. Like, like everything is wrapped up perfectly. The storylines come together. There's a little bit of, like, happy memory fan moments. And it just feels like a nice conclusion to the overall story. Now, a series could have a shit final season, but as long as it sticks its final episode, I can be pretty forgiving. Now, with that said, I recently finished three series and I have thoughts. So here are my reviews for Kevin Can Fuck Himself on AMC, Dead to Me on Netflix, and of course, The Walking Dead, also on AMC. Spoilers for Kevin Can Fuck Himself and The Walking Dead. I'm going to try and keep Dead to Me spoiler free as I hope to come back next year with the bestie Jill and finish covering the show. Uh, Until then, go listen to our takes on season one and season two on a podcast player near you. All right. So first up, we have Kevin Can Fuck Himself on AMC. I suppose you probably don't actually say fuck. It is censored in the title, but we know what it is. I love this show. I love the way that the storytelling of the show, the visuals of it, how it's seen through. It's like the show is basically the life behind the sitcom and the sitcom kind of centering around the husband, Kevin, who is just that obnoxious, obnoxious sitcom husband. And he's got the kind of goofy, dopey best friend, Neil. Neil has a sister, Patty, who is like the very sarcastic, dry uh, kind of humor character. And then there's Allison, Kevin's wife, and all the shit that a sitcom wife has to go through. But then we see what happens when, like behind all of that, when the sitcom lights turn off and the laugh track stops and really the darkness and kind of the sadness in that because Allison fucking hates her life and she hates her husband. So season one is about uh, Allison plotting to try and kill her husband. And she becomes friends with Patty and they kind of start scheming and they don't know what they're doing. And it's so there's still some of that like sitcom hijinks to it, even in these kind of, quote, darker moments, the moments where the lighting isn't so bright and there isn't the laugh track. More like a, a reality, I suppose. So they they kind of bungle their way through season one with trying to do the things and kind of be the criminals and and plot to have Kevin killed. Uh, things do not go right <laughs> by the end of season one. And so season two picks up in the aftermath of everything going wrong. Neil finds out about Allison and Patty's plot to kill Kevin and there's a kerfuffle in the kitchen and Neil starts attacking Allison. And so they have to, Allison has to defend herself and Patty defends Allison and they knock Neil upside the head with a kettle and gives him like a mild concussion. (laughs) Maybe not so mild, but 
so yeah, season two picks up right after all of that. And so season season two deals with the aftermath of all of that and then how it all ends up coming together. Now, I won't go too deep into all the events of season two because I want to talk about just kind of the finale itself. And I, I just have to say that the last episode, like this was a great final season. This show only went two seasons. I think they were the perfect, they're a perfect two seasons. It told the story that it had to tell. And even though I love these characters and I want more of them, given the premise of the show, what else is there to tell? So I suppose they could have dragged it out maybe another couple of seasons, but I think the whole Kevin (laughs) sitcom Kevin would have gotten real old, I think, real fast. So it's, I thought it was a great run. I thought uh, all, everyone did a great job. I loved the writing. Uh, It's dark, but it's also funny and kind of sad. And, and I loved it. So kudos. (laughs) All right. Now, the way the show ends, Allison decides to abandon the plan to kill Kevin and decides that the only way she's going to be able to get out of this and help Patty and help Neil and everything that's going on in their worlds is to fake her death. So that's what she starts to try and do. And for the first half of the season, for the first few episodes, Allison kind of drove me a little nuts. Uh, But I think that's just because she was just in her desperation. She was becoming so selfish and it just, I didn't like it, but she does come around and she does find her strength and she does try to do right by others. And uh, overall, I, I liked her arc this season um, because I did really enjoy her character overall. And especially by the last episode in those final moments. So, Allison is successful in faking her death and she vanishes and she's gone for like six months. But Patty has become so like obsessed with locating her and trying to find her and just make sure that she's okay. Even though Patty was fully aware of the plan, it's just, oh, it just kind of made me so sad. (laughs) So Patty's Patty becomes a little bit obsessed with this and it affects her relationship uh, with one of the detectives in town. Uh, Detective Tammy, and I was really kind of hoping that Tammy and uh, Patty would end up kind of having their own little happily ever after, but sadly they do not, and honestly that would have been kind of out of character for the show. But there is kind of hope in Tammy's storyline. She's able to leave Worcester, and she said that she wanted options, and she wants to become more and expand and grow and you can't fault someone for that and 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 patty struggled with the idea of leaving worcester especially while she's trying to find allison so things don't work out for them in the end but i'm hopeful for tammy and i think that uh this will ultimately be the the better choice for her she'll i think she'll end up finding someone that will love her as much as i think patty really did love her but but to be better to her um, and not because part of the issue between Patty and Tammy was uh, Patty's relationship with Allison and always being there and trying to help her and all of that. 
And speaking of Patty and Allison's relationship, um, I can't help but wonder if maybe Patty has a little bit of a crush on Allison. Maybe she's actually in love with Allison, and that's part of the reason why she can't. She has this, such a hard time of letting go uh, when Allison is successful in faking her death. But I do have to say, it's kind of weird their like codependency relationship. Uh, they seem to both have on each other because Allison, in her time away, also misses Patty, and she just misses being home. These two women are very much like hometown girls. They've never lived anywhere else than Worcester. And they, and you know, and they're, they seem to be kind of okay with that, uh, at least accepting of that. But they just seem to want a little bit more. They just want to be happy and not feel miserable. And they've kind of in the last uh, two seasons of, you know, really busted out of their shell, especially since they go from hanging out, drinking to trying to plot someone's death. So they've gotten a little bit of a taste of life outside of the monotony and kind of how interesting and exciting it can be and how much fun it can be when you have someone there going through all those wacky, dangerous adventures uh, with you. So I do get their draw to each other, their kind of attraction to each other and how they've bonded and how close they have become with everything, uh, through everything. But regardless, I still love Patty and Allison as besties for life. They're going to grow old and <laughs> grow old and lonely and, and die alone or something like that. So I, I think they're going to be okay, but I, I am a little concerned. So this season, we got more Neil, the best friend, Kevin's best friend. And the darkness behind kind of that character and that role, plus Neil dealing with the kind of trauma and the depression and everything from what from his attack on Allison and the repercussions of all of that. So his relationship with Patty is strained. He's kind of he seems to also be like feels guilty for attacking Allison the way that he did. And then also keeping the secret from Kevin. And at the same time, kind of realizing what a piece of shit Kevin is towards him and dealing with that. Meanwhile, he's also kind of starting a relationship with Diane. And that's <laughs> that's a whole other thing. But I, I was happy to see Neil happy away from Kevin and kind of starting to live his life, or at least from what we see, that kind of behind the the sitcom, the sitcom lights, the behind the Instagram filters, the the darkness and the sadness again. So Neil overall, he's you know he he shares a duplex with his sister Patty, but it's under her name and she pays the mortgage and everything. And she finally decides to give him the boot and not be the one to always bail him out and help him out with shit and kind of being like, it's time for you to grow up and be a man and be a fucking adult. And so he goes to Diane and hopes that Diane will take care of him. And she's like, no, uh, because of her complicated situation, uh, she goes back to uh, what sounds like a very abusive husband, uh, someone who definitely does not appreciate her and treats her like a piece of shit and just doesn't seem to care about her. And and side note, I, I really like this show's depiction of these darker sides of relationships and marriage. And while we don't see Diane and I think her husband Chuck 
just kind of the stories that uh, the way Chuck is depicted uh, through through Diane's stories and experiences with him. So yeah, so Neil Neil's on his own, and while we don't know what happens to him, we just kind of see him walking off down the street uh, away from everything. I'm I'm worried, but I'm also kind of hopeful that. Neil is going to be able to figure it out because I think we see this season that he is capable of much more than what we ever saw in through Kevin's eyes. Again, that sitcom lens. And finally, Kevin. (laughs) Oh my God. So this character, all we have seen him through, seen him as, is that obnoxious sitcom husband. Uh, doing the wild hijinks, that kind of narcissism, but it's done in that silly, playful sitcom way. And I love how the show kind of satirizes sitcoms in in their depiction of it as well. But at one point, uh, so Allison comes back uh, because she's been cleared. Uh, Detective Tammy, that was kind of investigating everything. Because Allison was successful in faking her death, everything did kind of wrap up nicely and investigation stopped and closed and all of that. So uh, Detective Tammy did end up tracking down Allison just to get the answers for herself. She's like, and I really appreciated that moment too, uh, Diane and Allison, where Diane's like, I'm I'm not going to pursue this because I don't think you're the enemy. But she just kind of wanted it for her own peace of mind. So Allison's able to return to Worcester. She comes back and she confronts Kevin, who somehow ends up landing like another beautiful woman. And again, through that sitcom lens, it's that kind of trope of these unconventional looking, you know, the short and fat. Sorry to the actor, um, but to be blunt. But these kind of dumpy husbands landing these super hot wives. But so Allison comes back and she confronts the new girlfriend and not even a confrontation, like a conversation. And so the new girlfriend uh, ends up leaving Kevin and Allison returns to the house to let Kevin know that she's done, that she faked her death to get away from him, that she hates him so much so that she (laughs) faked her death. So she tells him that she's going to divorce him and that it's over and done. Now, at this point, the sitcom bubble bursts, and now we are seeing Kevin through that reality lens where everything's, the colors aren't so bright. They're a little darker, a little more muted. And, you know, I'll have to say that at this point, Kevin seemed more scary than just kind of obnoxious, obnoxious as we've seen him through that sitcom lens. And I couldn't help but get this feeling that, like, you know, because we're seeing him outside of that lens, his actions no longer seem just sitcom obnoxious, but kind of, again, scary. And you get that feeling that maybe the abuse goes farther than his gaslighting and manipulation and emotional and verbal abuse towards Allison. Because at one point, you know, he's trying to gaslight her and tell her, no, you're not going to do this. You're just going to give up. And he's like putting her down and, and, and she stands firm and she's like, nope, she's done. Fuck you. And he like, is uh, walking towards her kind of, you know, in that angry, aggressive type manner, backs her up against the wall and like punches the wall. And that was, you know, we don't, we've never seen that side of Kevin really. And so, especially in this darker tone. So I thought that was kind of, kind of scary. So definitely kudos to the actor. 
because he did a really, really good job. Like he kind of drove me a little bonkers through that sitcom lens. But then in these final moments, uh, you see kind of really that desperation and that control. So in his final moments, Kevin is uh, he's just starts chugging out of a bottle uh, everyone has left him at this point. The new girlfriend, Neil, even his dad that was living in the basement, the classic kind of elder parent uh, living nearby or in the house. So he's he's getting hammered and he grabs a trash can, throws Allison's stuff in it, sets it on fire and then passes out. So in the end, Kevin fucked himself and, <laughs> and died in a house fire. The house is destroyed. And, you know, at this point, Allison, Allison and Patty are finally reunited and they have a a nice moment sitting on the stoop of Allison's now burnt down house, as they have done in uh, many other moments, sharing a smoke and kind of just being together again. Allison says that this is not what she wanted, not anymore. And so she's very mixed feelings about it, which is completely understandable. But they're happy to be back together, Patty and Allison. And since Patty has booted Neil, <laughs> I forgot his name for a second. Holy shit. I have a feeling that Allison's going to end up moving into the other half of the duplex with Patty. And that's how they're going to live out their lives together and alone. And, and that's really where the show ends. And I just, I thought it was a beautiful moment between the two of them. I loved how it all wrapped up. I loved that kind of shift in tone from uh, Kevin's perspective. I love that we got more Neil and just the depth of really that character and, and to see him struggle and to see him kind of come to terms with what his life had been. So great show. Uh, still, I, again, I, I, I love these characters, and while I'd love to have them on my screen some more, it's a perfect two-season run. There's really nothing else you could tell with these characters story-wise that wouldn't feel like you're just kind of just kind of squeezing the fruit or, you know, squeezing it dry or whatever. So very well done. I, I have to give this season and series finale definitely like probably eight, eight and a half. I really, really enjoyed it. thought it was beautifully done. All right. So that one took a little longer. I ended up talking about that one a little bit more than I had kind of anticipated. I kind of planned. (laughs) Right. As if I planned shit. But we're going to move on to uh, season three of Dead to Me on Netflix. And again, I'm going to for time wise, I'm going to try and keep this one short, sweet and spoiler free. And overall, I'm just going to say that I think I'm, I'm kind of torn on this one. I I loved the performances. I love seeing the relationship between these two characters, Jen and Judy. And Christina Applegate's performance was amazing, uh, especially knowing what she was going through with her recent uh, diagnosis of MS. And I thought it just kind of added to the arc of the character. And I really, I just, I really, I loved that part. I love the emotion of of this last season. But I can't say that I'm I'm too crazy about the overall ending and the way the sh- the series ended, and how 
the story doesn't feel complete for all of the characters and how some choices in this season I'm I'm really torn on. So I'm just going to I'm going to leave it at that. Maybe after a rewatch I might feel a little differently, but I think for now I'm just going to give it a a seven and a half for the finale. The overall series I love. Overall series rating would be an eight. And finally, The Walking Dead. So overall, for the very last episode, that series finale episode, I thought it was a great episode um, and really overall a great season. And really the last couple of seasons, I've really, really enjoyed. They felt very, very much like early Walking Dead in that it was kind of stressful and scary. And I, you know, I found myself, again, caring about some of these characters where there might have been some storylines or some seasons where I'm just like, oh, my God, (laughs) shut up already. Um, But I would have to say that those last few moments in that last episode uh, can fuck all the way off. Uh, Rick and Michonne did not come back. And what they gave us, I think, was all fucking bullshit. It was, uh, it, I, it made me so mad. It made my husband even madder. That was actually really fucking hilarious. <laughs> but it just, it didn't feel like a series finale. It didn't answer anything. I, I nothing feels concluded. Instead, that last episode felt like a season finale with, kind of the lead into these three new shows. Uh, there's like Daryl is going to have his own show because the way everything ends, they've, they've lived peacefully now for like a year. And I don't know, since everything's going so great, why not fucking leave again? Makes perfect sense. I get that Daryl just found out that uh, Rick was still alive and now he feels like he needs to go look for Rick and Michonne, but Jesus fucking Christ. So... Daryl's going to have his own show. Um, and then we get uh, a, a lead into uh, a new show with Maggie and, and Negan. But with the way that their storylines uh, concerning each other wrapped up, it's just some weird fucking zombie odd couple pairing. And I don't know that I fucking want it. I love Jeffrey Dean Morgan as as Negan. And I can't help but love the Negan character. I know a lot of fans still haven't forgiven him. And that's totally understandable. But I can't help but just I love I love the guy. And Maggie, I'd have to say I understood. Well, not at first. She's she's still very, very angry with Negan and very pissed off at her at at him, which is understandable. But at the same time, with what they were dealing with in the in the moment, she just couldn't bring herself to, like, you know, let bygones be bygones for a moment and team up to help take down the baddie of the season. But she does explain and the explanation makes sense. And I kind and I get that. But now that they're getting a show, like, fucking why? You know, she, she's going to try, she says, with Negan, but she still hates him and she's going to hate him because all that's all she sees is what he did. So I just, uh, no. And then finally, <laughs> they're going to have a Rick and Michonne show. And that's probably going to be the only one I might watch 
because that's all I really wanted was more Rick. I wanted Rick and Michonne to actually come back this season and then explain to us what happened to Rick after that bridge blew up and he was taken away in a helicopter. And what about the fucking garbage people? What happened to that to to the head garbage lady? It uh, it just it just irritated me because again, it didn't feel like a series finale. Nothing wrapped up for me. Nothing felt concluded. It just felt like just like a marketing ploy. And I I just I didn't like that. Now, I kind of have now I don't know the reasoning behind, you know, coming out with the Rick and Michonne show. The other two shows, I get it. You know, they're expanding the Walking Dead universe. There's been a couple other spinoffs like Fear the Walking Dead and I think something else. Um, so that's fine. Whatever. But with with Andrew Lincoln coming back as Rick for this other season, it was my understanding, and I, I might not have it completely correct, but it was my understanding that for him to leave the series originally, he like had to agree to or it was agreed upon that he would do like the three movies or something. And and then uh, quarantine hit and lockdowns went into effect. So everything is stalled and no one knows, as we all recall. So I couldn't help but wonder if this was maybe like a compromise in the negotiation of instead of doing these movies, let's do this season, uh, this other series. Um, I don't know if it's going to be a limited uh, series run where it's just going to be this one season or if they do have plans to go a couple of seasons to finish telling that story. But it's like, are they ever going to get back to Judith? Is, is Judith going to be like 40 when they return? Like, ugh, it just makes me really, really upset because really that's all I wanted was more Rick and Michonne this season. And I'm, I, you know what? I'm a pouty pants that I didn't get that. I will, you know, I stuck through it all these years when a lot of other fans gave up. And I think maybe that's why I feel a little salty is I don't feel like I was rewarded for my loyalty. It sounds so stupid, but... I just, I, I'm not happy with it. Now, the ending itself isn't going to taint the series overall for me. It's, I still love the show and I still enjoy, um, I still have the graphic novels and uh, and my collection of Funko Pops and all my other shit, Walking Dead stuff. Um, and it's not like I'm going to get rid of all of that or anything like any bullshit like that. But, and and you know what? I probably will rewatch the series again at some point because I do kind of miss those earlier seasons and to kind of revisit those old, like the original cast member members and seeing those characters on screen again. So I, I still love the show. And like I said, I'll still rewatch it, but this, this finale just fucking pissed me off. So it, they're just like, uh, maybe we'll finish the story of Rick, Michonne, and Judith in one of these other three fucking shows. Like, no. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not that sorry. But again, overall great episode. It, it was very emotional. They did a really good job with um, with the, some of the character deaths and those final fare farewells, um, as they've always done in the past. Uh, I'm, I'll, I will be honest that I think I, I could have gone with more death more character deaths of kind of the more longstanding 
characters. Uh, the first two deaths at the beginning of that season finale, you know, that was, oh, that was, it was emotional and it was very sad and, and everything. And you felt for Yumiko and, and kind of that group. But I, I felt a little like Carol and Daryl, where it's just kind of like, yeah, all right, this sucks. We'll let you, we'll let you grieve and, and go through it and do what you have to do. But uh, we got shit going on and we got to get the fuck out of here. So to rank the finale, the series finale, I I almost hate to say it, but I think it's like a five. You know what? I'll be a little nice since it's the giving season and I'll give it a five and a half, maybe a six. Just because I still love the show overall. But God, that was disappointing. All right, I think that's going to do it for me today. And if you watched any of these shows, let me know what your thoughts are on those final seasons and episodes. Uh, I can still be found over there on Twitter at Streaming Bubble, on Instagram and Facebook as My Streaming Bubble. And did I panic join a bunch of other social medias the other week? Oh, well, yeah, you betcha. But I have enough issues with these other three, so I'm not going to worry too much about these new ones yet. Um, but I just, that whole thing was just kind of funny. I, of course, want to thank all you lovely bubblies for listening. And be sure to rate this podcast wherever you get your podcast fix. And keep streaming. Bye.